is Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bang! Oh! will get it for the win. Got it! He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. Yes! The magic of 360 turn with the dribble. Magic down the middle. Gives underneath the worthy. Slam dunk. Third in the corner. Double fake. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another 2022 NBA playoff recap here on Dime Dropper. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod. For tonight's episode, we got two games to talk about, but thankfully, we had to with a huge win by the Celtics tonight. Bring my guy, oh, the great, back on here. Oh, take, take your camera on, man. Welcome back. Don't get too crazy yet. We're going to get into it, but how are you feeling? What? Let's fucking get it. Yo, what up, Trimer? I hope I don't wake up nobody in my house. What up, Dime? What up, Dime Dropper family? What up, y'all? Yo, how you like them fucking seeds tonight, man? They pulled it off. You know what I'm saying? They didn't. They they played the refs and the Bucks, and they and they beat fucking both tonight. The shit was amazing. Oh my goodness! Just wherever you want to start, man. <laughs> that shit was so good. So we'll set the stage with Rob Williams. We heard that he had some kind of what was the injury? Some kind of soreness. Yeah, they said uh, from from uh, what it is from the the, the meniscus. Uh, I think they because they just shaved down or something. It wasn't like a meniscus tear. They just shaved down his meniscus a little bit. So from that surgery, uh, you're known to have uh, you know inflammation or something like that. Uh, follow you know weeks following. So I guess I think it was an inflammation thing. His knee kind of swelled up a little bit. I think and they just wanted to rest him. You know, and it, it's it's expected from that type of uh, from that surgery. So. Yeah, it wasn't too much to worry about, and I'm glad. To me, it was. It, it, they must have known it was. It, it must have been something uh, very significant for them to have uh, actually rest him for you know for them for him to miss this game because this was a crucial game. This was a crucial game. Grant Williams started in place of Rob Williams, and you knew obviously this was a must-win game for the Celtics. Don't want to go down three-one against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And I thought in the beginning of the game, I want to ask you how you're feeling because. I thought that the Celtics came out and just shot a ton of threes, and a lot of them were good looks, but I think the Celtics have this one tendency where they like to shoot threes before the ball gets in the paint sometimes. Like the first good look at a three, they'll get on a possession, they'll take it sometimes, and even when they miss two, they'll still keep doing it. And I just think that's a habit that could get him in trouble at times. And I thought it was kind of getting him in trouble in the first quarter. What, you got pushback? It, 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 you're right to a certain extent, but I wouldn't say they do that every time. I think that sometimes is no, I was just talking about the first. I was just talking about the first quarter tonight. The first I, th- quarter. I, think, I think it's a yeah. bad tendency that they have. Yeah, and they have had for a couple of years is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, 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 JB especially he comes down and he gets lazy and he jacks up one. He jacks up one yeah, without setting yeah setting up a play. Sometimes JT does it, but it's something that they do they do do. And it, it was just like shots. It was almost like to me game. You know, this game started a lot like game three. It was, you know, first quarter we're struggling. Like shots that we normally drain were not going in. It was the same thing tonight. It was weird to me. I don't know. 
Don't you think there's also a thing, and we're going to talk about it with the Warriors game too, but it's the same thing. All Honestly, the Grizzlies, Warriors, and the Celtics tonight. I don't think it's a great idea when teams come out and their first couple shots are threes. Like, I feel like right. it can be a ten- right. you can easily get cold that way. Right. You got to get some easy baskets, see the ball go through the hoop, yeah. and, then, and then everything will open up. And I just think sometimes teams, they really, really st- settle and – Sometimes the mid-range can unlock that as well, and teams so often neglect that. But yeah. as far as Giannis' side of things, I thought he started out really aggressive, but a little bit overly aggressive. I thought you guys did a good job in the beginning of mm-hmm. forcing a lot of turnovers on him. I thought the first mm-hmm. quarter was his only not great qu- – his only bad quarter, really. Right. But right. the thing is, you guys just couldn't score. I thought Grant Williams looked kind of suspect to start. And by the way, on that threes thing – Remember the first basket of the game for the Bucks. Grayson mm-hmm. Allen got to the rim. Drew Holiday mm-hmm. also got to the rim. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Giannis, everything's at the rim. So, right, right, right. What matchup, what matchup? My question is to you what matchup are you, when you guys switch everything out of that starting lineup, which one do you think Giannis has found most advantageous thus far? Uh, the one today that didn't have, uh, uh, what is it, a time lord in it at the beginning. I think that's why he was, everybody was so aggressive in the paint early on in the game because, excuse me. Time Lord just wasn't there. But as we saw, you know, Alfred, I want to say this whole man's name. I want to hold up before, before we before we jump before I answer that question. I got to get this right, man, because I got I looked this man's this man's name up. We got to say it right. Alfred Joel Horford uh, Ray, Reynoso. Alfred Joel Horford Reynoso. Man, he did his thing in the second half and especially in that fourth, but we'll get to that. But yeah, I think uh I think the, the matchup that, that he likes to exploit the most probably, you know, when he has uh when he has somebody smaller on him. But I mean, Marcus, you know, Marcus cannot stop him, but he, he puts up some he puts up a defense. He Grant did, he did a good job tonight. He did, he really did. And Marcus can switch on anybody. Grant, you know, when he switches on him or switches off of him because he wants he wants to stay on him, he he can't stop him, but he is literally strong enough where you can't just throw your arm your uh your forearm forearm into him like you do most people and they just fall back and you're able to get that easy dunk. No, you're not gonna do that on G Will. G Will does not play that bullshit. So that's one of the thing I love about him. But that you know anybody that's that's a small on him that that's the kind of um, um, uh, switch that Giannis tries to ex- uh, exploit. In my opinion, the one that I think he's found the most favorable is Jalen Brown in that starting lineup. I think he's gotten bullied and blown by a couple times in the series by him. In tonight, it happened again, and even Drew Holiday got got by him a couple times as well. I thought somebody who kind of struggled tonight, and he's been amazing in the playoffs almost every night. But at least in the first half, I thought he had a solid fourth quarter. But was Grant Williams? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had like a couple well, Celtics had a lot of moving screens in the first half. A right. Lot. Right. And Grant right. Williams missed a couple of open threes that he's been hitting all, all playoffs. He shot three of nine tonight and one of five from three, but he still obviously put in a good effort on D 25 to 18, the bucks after one, were you concerned at all or two, I, nothing? Nothing. I, I was, I was, uh, I was almost thinking the same thing. Like, are we going to get, you know, screwed over again like we did in, in game three with the calls. I mean, this is a whole new game. It seemed it was a lot of the same to me from three. Just, you know, we're just going to let Giannis charge, you know, and not call the shit. You know, we're literally we're literally going to do that. And that's the thing that, that disappointed me at the end of the first quarter. I mean, we only put up 18 points. You know, that that was kind of sad. But our defense. See, this is the thing that, that's so funny about game three and game four and especially both games. It looks like it looks like, you know, uh, the Bucks have all the momentum. 
they're, they're doing everything right. They got the whole game in there uh, 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 on their side. They got all the momentum. They got everything they need. And we're only down like two, three points, <laughs> maybe four. You know what I'm saying? We're still in the game, even though they they have all the momentum. They, they just went on a run and they just did that in the third. We're only down three or four points. So I, I love that. So that's, you know, that's what that was my takeaway after the first quarter. We may not have played the best, but we're still not out of it. The same the game's still super close. Yeah, especially in first quarters in today's game. Like you know, seven points is nothing. Like it's right. It's so much right. game left. Second right. quarter, better for the Celtics. They outscored the Bucks 29-23. Right. And I thought, you know, Tatum started getting going a little bit, and Jalen finally hit some shots after a dunk that he had that was off a of Celtics uh team steal. I knew when he when he had an easy dunk, he would start hitting some shots. Mm-hmm. And you're only down one at the half. I thought Tatum and Jalen were okay in the first half, but you know, the, the TNT crew talked about it and I agreed with them. They were still, especially Tatum in the first half, too passive. And I thought the Bucs were were solid, but I was looking at this game more from a Celtic fan kind of view because it, the pressure was on the Celtics to win. To me, I totally disagree. I don't think they were being passive at all. Maybe JB was a little bit, but JT was g- g- going for his. He was trying to get his points off. They just weren't falling. You know, I mean, again, he shot six times in the first half, though. True, but he 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 took his shots. It's just they were falling, and I think it, it was uh, what you just said uh, a second ago. You said that you know when he got that uh, wide open fast break and he dunked it, you know that kind of opened it up for him. Like players like him, they got to see the ball go in the basket. Yeah, you see exactly. the ball go in the basket, then they can go on their runs, and no matter what it is, two points, three points, going to, going to the cup, whatever. But yeah, I, I think JB was a little passive. It's just JB and I, but JT wasn't, he just didn't want to force it. And I respect that. He just did not, he did not want to force it. He wanted everything to come to him easy. And one thing we're starting to see, you know, it's, he likes to heat up, uh, heat up more in second halves, you know, in, in, in these playoffs, if you've noticed, I mean, it's a little, it was different against Brooklyn where you had a team that it was inferior to you. You know what I'm saying? So you could just do your thing the whole way. You're going against it, going against the champs. So it may take you a little while to get, you know, to get a feel out for the game and where you can, you know, uh, score here and there. But I think he likes to wait till the second half to get going. Yeah, Jalen Brown, I I forgot to say that. Thanks for reminding me. Jalen Brown in the first half, after he got stripped by Wesley Matthews, like um, in the left corner, he, you got the water, man, you got the Celtic water bottle too. You really, it's not a game. It's not a game, bro. Like real talk, I take this mug with me everywhere too. Like it's you know, I got the I put this I put this JT shirt on today. Not even I had to put on something green, you know, because it's Celtic. It's uh you know game day, and I'm not playing around. I you know got my, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, no. man, JB after he got he got stripped by Wesley Matthews, and I remember he looked really. Yeah. He lost. It looked, seemed like he lost his confidence for a second there. Like, yeah, he wanted no part of the ball, or didn't want to put it on the floor. Right, he moving the ball quickly, not looking at, just not looking his confidence self. His body language was just that of a, a guy that played like Jalen Brown, the role player from like yeah. the 2019 days. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> He did look like that. He totally looked like that. I, sp- I think that was the quarter. Uh, the second quarter was that play where he, uh, what is it, went hard on Giannis. I think Giannis, yeah, he tried to dunk it on Giannis, and Giannis kind of pushed him under underneath the basket. Do you remember that one? I don't think so. Yeah, okay, so uh, Jalen comes baseline. Uh, he comes baseline from the uh, from the uh, from the other side, and Giannis sees him, and he's in the middle of the court. So he goes over, try to play de- play defense on it, and he kind of pushes him a little bit out of bounds. And after that, JB points at him, and he's like, "Hey, man, I know what the fuck you're doing. Watch that shit. 
watch that shit. I know what the fuck you're doing. And Giannis is trying to talk to him. And as Giannis is talking to him, he puts his arm on Giannis on a JB's shoulder. Oh, I thought and, that was the second half, though, I believe, wasn't it? I thought that was the second quarter. Was no, it the second? I, 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 I could could have sworn that was the second half. Okay. Let's get I, into, I was going to get into the second half anyway. Okay, my, my bad. Because we can go back to the second quarter. But that play right there, I feel like that play kind of woke JB up. Because JB was quiet. He was, like you said, he didn't look like himself. He looked tentative. It looked like, and sometimes you can almost see it in his game. Like, he, if he gets stripped a couple times or if he dribbles the ball off his foot or if he makes any type of mistake, he kind of he kind of gets out of it. And it's sad, but he he usually figures it the hell out, which he did. Yeah, God, I love Jalen Brown. Third quarter, speaking of somebody that woke up, Giannis totally took over the game. He had 15 uh, points in the third quarter. He was getting will in boo. transition. And that's the thing. I think when the Celtics, when they don't make shots, and this is a blatantly obvious analysis, but when they don't make shots, that gives the Bucs the chance to get in transition. We saw it in game one. Right. And Giannis, when he gets downhill, because I think the Celtics have done an exceptional job on him in the half court. He's really – Shown like I, I still don't trust that guy's jumper. I mean, from three, I just don't think he should be taking threes at all. But I don't right. think mid range has gotten better, but I still don't trust it in the cell. Keep taking him, keep taking him, Giannis. Please kind of keep exactly, taking him. It's kind of exactly what you were saying in the spaces before the series. You just said sag off and just make him shoot jumpers as much as possible. And he's trying to charge in, and you guys are getting a lot of offensive fouls. But I thought in the third quarter, you know, he got by Tatum, he got by Horford on some one on one possession, just blowing by them. And I thought that your help was nowhere to be found and usually this whole playoffs it's been fantastic but do you think there's a part of it do you think that was just a lack of a lack of concentration or do you think some of them are like not trying to take the hit because they know Giannis is going to barrel through them like Grant Williams at this point how many times has he been hit and thrown out of the floor exactly exactly and and Grant and G, G. Will has taken a, taken a lot of heat uh, uh, of physicality from that man this whole series but I also think it was um, the switches were coming late and weren't there because Time Lord wasn't there Time Time Lord was kind of backing up the help defense yeah he was he uh, he came with that awesome help defense. Uh, the whole, you know, this entire series that no matter who was on them, Smart, uh, Al, JT, uh, Time Lord was able, able to uh, slide right over and come over and help. And then t tonight that role kind of switched over to Al. So, you know, that, that I think it, it, it's a mismatch. It's a mismatch problem uh, for, for Boston when he just when he barrels a lane. But if you let him shoot his shots, let him shoot that horrible three he has, let him shoot those jumpers, which I love to see. And you do that, you will have success. And honestly, too, his numbers overall in this series are down. Like his off his his uh, his offensive numbers are down this entire series, and that's that's credit Celtic defense. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to say too about Giannis. He really has some amazing footwork when it comes to those one, two steps at the rim, whether it's he side does. steps, yeah, the he side does. steps, euro steps, either direction. Yeah. And so he had a really good third quarter. But, but to yeah. me, how good are those are those moves? They are good moves, Dime. But the thing I but the thing I don't like is how much is he using that elbow to, to, to hold to, uh, 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 clip somebody over so he can get that? How much is he putting that forearm into somebody so he can get that extra space? They how get, much is he? I mean, good guy. Get, yeah, they let him get away with murder. I'm not gonna lie. It's like pretty bad. Jesus, man. Like how how much is he let? Is he able to hip check somebody and they don't call it? How much is he able to just to charge? Yeah, and, just barreling and, through the lane like a freaking rhino. And they just let the shit happen. Like, that, like that is literally how we lost the game in game three. Like, look how game three fucking ended. It, it, it ended off a, 
them getting bailed out because Al didn't tip that thing in a second earlier. That's the only reason they they uh we lost that game. Also, too, we were down because they let them get that the entire game, and we still in the fourth quarter came back and made it a game. Like it's just it, 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 this team. This team, man, really does not uh, – they don't have enough for us, but I'll sum it up at the end, man. They, they don't have enough. Yeah. Let's let's go to some listener comments right now as well before we get into the fourth and final quarter. So, by the way, Celtics got outscored 32-26 in quarter number three. Mm. That gave the Bucks an 80-73 to advantage going into the fourth, which was – Pretty dangerous situation for the Celtics. At this point, the only two – I mean, mm-hmm. Tatum started to get going a little more, but Marcus Martin and Al Horford were really the only ones shooting pretty well mm-hmm. for the Celtics. But I want to talk – so let's answer these listener questions real quick. Um, Cameron Hasselli says, Dime, if you can take one Celtic and put them on the clips, who would you take minus the Jays? <laughs> uh, I'd definitely take Marcus Smart. There's no no question in my Hell mind. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, you got any type of sense. Phoenix plays Z says, I need to ask the Celtics homer a question. What do you think the best player in this series is? No bias. Come on. The best player in this series, no bias? That's a great question. Shit. It's either G, G- Will or, or Al. No, I think it's- no, no. He's asking who do you think the best player in this series? Like, counting Giannis. Giannis is obviously the best player in this series. I don't think you'd deny that, would you? I don't think Giannis has been the best player in this series. I don't know. He's probably been the best player for his team, but I don't think he's been the best player in this series. Who I don't better than him. I really, I think, uh, I think G will or Al. I think G Come will. On, be- Come on, you're holding, you have to hold him. You're holding him to G will and Al standards, not Giannis standards. The effect Giannis has on the game is bigger than anybody in the game. Well, I, I know, but if you're able, if you're able as a Grant will to able to stop that or slow that down, same thing with Al and still get points off and still score. I mean, shit, you're you're stopping probably the best – you're not probably. You're stopping the best player in the game in the playoffs. So I think that might make you the best player in this series. I don't, I'm just saying. Shit, that's how I look at it. Well, man. <laughs> you're so stopping the – he's the best player in the game, shit. Giannis, so he says, I think the mid-range is a must for him. You need something to punish those overcrowded defenses. He shot like 42% for the mid-range this year, right around league average. Yeah, I saw his numbers in the mid-range this year, Phoenix plays E. And it looked much better, but I'm expect I expect a little bit more so far in the playoffs. I have to look at the numbers to see how far they are off, how far off they are. But mm-hmm. he also gets sagged off a lot. Like not a lot of those mid range guys uh, have that much room. But I was surprised Stan Van Gundy even mentioned it tonight. How many times he sagged off and took that shot? And uh, I mean, not sagged off. How many times we sagged off of him and he took that bailout three? I don't know why he doesn't. He doesn't like try to get his mid range together first before he jumps right to a three. Like, why don't you master that before you yeah, jump right to a three? I but agree with that. I, I don't. You know, keep doing it though. Keep doing it. Thank you, Giannis. Phoenix plays. He says there's no answer to Giannis. I agree. Phoenix plays East. I'll tell you why you lost game three, the transition battle. I mean, that's been the difference in all the games, right? That's kind of what mm-hmm. I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting stops, you know, and it really starts for the Celtics. I think the real key to this series, and you saw it in the fourth quarter, is the Celtic offense. The Celtic mm-hmm. offense, because once the Celtics make shots, you prevent the Bucks from getting in transition, and you make Giannis play more half court. And it just mm-hmm. becomes Drew Hall because the Celtics switch everything. The only two ISO players, they should really go to Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giannis and Drew Holiday are, are hogging it a little bit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I, I get it. They're the stars. However, it makes them just, you know, have to do a lot. And 
Giannis is, you know, you pack the paint and try your best on him, and he's a little bit more limited in the half court as opposed to on the break. So, yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Phoenix Plays, on the transition battle. They I'm also gonna... say, nah, bro, he's tripping. And just a guy on YouTube says the bias is showing, LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nothing but facts. But here's the thing. I want to go back. <laughs> well, I, mean, I want to go back. The best player in the series, man. Come on. He's You're the best player in the game. I, I t- hey, look, I got to see him. His – his numbers are down. His numbers are down. That's why yeah, but that, he's not his numbers the best. are still higher than Grant. He's still playing better at basketball. And if, if let me ask you this: if uh, you were at an open gym and you didn't know who these people were, and oh, you looked on the court, uh, duh, I just said he's the best player in the game. All right, there uh, you go. Yeah. All, right, all right, let's get yeah. to the fourth quarter. Though we're gonna lose. Yeah. No, fourth I got. I, I want to answer a, a oh, Phoenix okay. a play Z's uh, Phoenix's question because I don't I, the the way you stop Giannis, you can stop him. You're seeing it right now. You literally let him, and I said this before the damn series started, you let him shoot as many sh- uh, uh, jumpers as he wants, no matter where they are, and you just fall the hell back. Also, you meet him at the cup, and you put up a wall. Like, <laughs> that's basically it. And and try your best not to, to draw some fouls, and if they'll call him. You can get a, a offensive fouls on this man all day in charges, but will they call him? That's the problem. But that's, that's, that's how you stop Giannis. Shit, just double him down in the fucking paint. Put up a fucking wall. And I think you guys did a better job of doing that in the fourth quarter. I also think yeah. Drew Holiday was showing a lot of like strength and getting to the line a lot in the third quarter. But mm. I thought he took some really bad shots in the fourth and throughout the game in terms of like not insanely terrible shots, but just he shot three shots I counted without passing the ball, like just coming up and shooting a quick three. And, and one of them was in a very crucial moment of the game when they were mm. down 100 to 96. Very crucial moment. But anyway, the, the Celtic fourth quarter – there were a lot of key contributors, but Amazing. nobody more important than Al Horford. Oh, my God. Absolutely unbelievable. Alfred. Started with a pick-and-pop mid-range. Then I believe he had a dunk. And, you know, oh, we forgot to talk about this. In the third quarter, Giannis had a dunk where Al Horford – I don't know if he got called for a foul. Uh-huh. Or it was just a delay. I think – no, it was no foul. But he dunked basic – I don't want to say on him, but kind of on him. Right. And then he made a face at him. And Al Horford made a face in response. Like, okay, okay. And Al Horford got an N1 dunk and like on the follow through, hit Giannis on the way down. And then he hit a three in transition and just kept hitting threes and one against Brooke Lopez. I mean, what do you have to say about Al Horford's takeover in the top of fourth? His takeover looked like a thing of beauty. It, it looked like uh, it looked like Al when he when he was with us before. It looked like Al in Atlanta, like he was doing stuff that he'd even do in Atlanta with us tonight. I mean, the shit was amazing. Like second half, uh, uh, Boston three pointers, and this is because of Al Horford. We're eight of sixteen. You know, we hit half. Milwaukee in the second half, they're four ten. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love that stat. Horford and Tatum. What is it? What is it? I, I, I had to tell you this. Uh, this stat right here. And I'm so glad you brought that up about about Giannis trying to do that dunk. When Giannis did that dunk, he tried to show off. Like he he thought he he thought he was gonna get something off, and he he you know tried to stare him down. I don't think that he should have got a tech though. I hate yeah. that they called a the tech on that. Those are true two grown men lions going at each other. How are you going to call a tech on that? But he shouldn't have done it because you know what he did? He woke up the fucking bear. You got you got Al Horford, 28 points. At, wait, I'm sorry. Horford and Tatum, 28 points, 11 for 12 field goals in the fourth quarter. And I took some fourth quarter notes my damn self because I was just shocked by all this. What is it? Uh, what is it? Will you, I'll, I'll, you mind if I jump right to my little fourth quarter notes? That's We're on the fourth quarter right now. We're talking about yeah. Al Horford's takeover. 
Dude, 6.35 left in the game. Tatum and PP, they switch on to Drew. They switch. They leave Drew. Uh, they both stay on the Drew, and they leave Pat wide open. Pat, you know, Connaughton hits a three. I was, I didn't understand that. But then right after that, to make up for it, JP comes back on the other end and makes an acrobatic layup, like a crazy one. Then – Tatum went crazy in that fourth. Dude, after, he after, did. After Al Horford started to take over, he got to the basket. Then dude. Had, they were attacking George Hill in that pick and roll. Bro, and George was playing. Like, George was out there playing. He the one he stop, but the two other two ones, uh, uh, Jason Tatum had, like, six points on the end one where he went right through him. That's when the Celtics were up 102.95. Dude. And then the three where he pulled up over him. But also a guy we haven't talked about at all in this yeah. recap, Marcus Smart was amazing. Oh, dude. When Marcus – you, 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 people can say, yeah, Drew Holiday's so strong and Drew Holiday this, and he's a really, he's one of the best point guards in the league. Da, da, da. You can, you can forget about the depoy if you want to, but you know who I would take one on one in the paint, mano we mano? I'm taking Mr. Smart. I'm taking depoy. He manned that motherfucker up twice and got crucial buckets right there in the paint. It was Al and Al Tatum and Smart with crucial buckets right at the end. 30 for 30 for Al and JT. Another another note I had. Right after uh, JT hits the acrobatic layup, Giannis makes an incredible layup uh, right on the other end. Right on the other end, he did that. With uh, 4.57 left, Al has outscored the Bucks by himself, uh, by himself, dime. That was the stat of the game right there. With 4.57 left in the game, Al had outscored the Bucks 16 to 14 at that point. Isn't that crazy? By himself. In the, what the fuck? Three forty nine left. Boston has all momentum, up ten points. Oh my goodness! Right after that, Hill hits JB twice with two uh, uh, two minutes and zero uh, uh, three seconds left. No call. Bucks get bailed out. I mean, it was uh, if you saw it, it was egregious. I mean, he literally uh, uh, he hit he hit uh, JB when he had the ball. Then JB gave it up. He ran around the screen, tried to get open. He hit him again. No call. But. We still we we ended up with the uh, with the W man. I, I I just had to jot that shit down because that, that stuff was amazing. And then after that, uh, after the two minute mark, that run we went on, it, it was it was over. It just we just gaslit they ass. Yeah, Marcus Smart hitting <laughs> threes, got to the basket a couple of times, and even late in the game, as you said, scored on Drew Holiday, gave him a taste of his own medicine, taking him right to the restricted area, right of his exactly his own medicine. And exactly. also your guys' defense, you know, you kind of your help was a lot sharper in the in the fourth quarter. You were kind of walling off the paint, kind of as you said on Giannis. He still got a couple of points, but mm-hmm. it, you know his limitations in the half court kind of it's, it kind of showed at times. And it's really where you miss Chris Middleton to be right. able to hit those contested mid ranges when you right. are packing that defense in. Right. So right. Two holiday because not having a great shooting night. Yeah. What are you gonna say? I think if they have Middleton, they're either the series. They look a little more sure on offense because, to be honest with you, man, they don't look that sure out there, and they don't look that sure on offense. On offense, they look a little stagnant. They look a little okay. Is Giannis just gonna like we're gonna give it to him and let, let him just plow his way through? Because we're not we're not kicking the ball out to uh, to Brook for him to shoot threes. We're not giving it to Wesley for Wesley to either driving uh, driving uh, 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 kick or for Wesley to shoot threes. We're not doing any of that. Drew's kind of scoring. So what are we going to do? So if, if they have Chris, I think they, they're they a little more stable on offense. I'm so glad they don't have Duke. I hate yeah. to say that, but yeah. Al Horton, <laughs> big shot after big shot. Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, big shot after big shot. Oh, my God. Celtics no pull away and win it 116-108. to 108. They Wait. win the fourth quarter 43-28. to 28. <sighs> And drive the series at two, gaining home court advantage back. It is now a best of three series. I'll read some of the stat lines for the Milwaukee Bucks. 
They really played an eight-man rotation with Bobby Portis, George Hill, and Pat Connaughton. Bobby Portis only played 15 minutes tonight. He came off the bench. Two for seven. Connaughton was busting. Connaughton was busting. Pat Connaughton, 11 points, seven yeah. rebounds, four for eight shooting, and three for six from deep. He's had a really good series. He has. And then the starting five, Grayson Allen started today in place of Bobby Portis. They went a little smaller. Mm-hmm. He had seven points on three for seven shooting. And then Wes Matthews, 12 points on three for five shooting. Another solid outing for him. And then the Brooke Lopez, 17.7 boards, six for 11 shooting. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, you honest. would think 17 points. You think they would use him more and go to him more. I mean, oh, you, yeah, you, got, you got twin towers down there. That's 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 two things. That's two things. Especially when uh, the Celtics switch everything. So you have a lot of mismatch uh, potential mismatches. You got mismatches all fucking day, and they're in your favor because you're you're such a big team. And the two things that I do not understand about Bud, I would clown him about this if he didn't win a chip last year. But how do you leave how do you leave your opponent wide open for threes? And you have twin towers. Why don't you use them? Like all you do with Brooke is just give him like little alley oops. You know what I'm saying? Like he can actually shoot. He he can shoot a mid range. He can shoot a three. Like use him. He could post somebody up. Like but he can do what I, what I think Time Lord will be able to do if they let Time Lord uh, develop and or let him do that instead of just giving Time Lord just alley oops all damn day. Like he can't. He don't know what what a damn jumper is. But it's just you know. I, I, I don't know why uh, Coach Bud makes those mistakes, but I'm glad he does because I'm gonna take. We're gonna take advantage of it. Drew Holiday, five for twenty-two shooting, one mm. for six from deep. He had a tough mm. night tonight shooting the ball. Sixteen points, seven boards, nine assists. Mm. The Bucks shot forty-one and a half percent as a team, so the Celtics defended well in mm. the end. Nine for twenty-seven from deep, so only thirty-three percent not shooting well from outside. And then Giannis. 34 points, 18 rebounds, five assists, four turnovers. But it was really good after the first quarter. But, you know, 14 for 32, I'd say that's the Celtics still holding him under 50%, which is what you need to do. 0 for 4 from 3, he should not be. And some of them just pulling up for them like he's actually good at them. I just think that if you're Giannis, you got to stay away from this constantly being at the top of the key thing. Keep mm-hmm. going in the post. Keep mm-hmm. and, and try to stay away from constant offensive fouls. That's got to be, you know, these are where the post fundamentals need to be shown. Lower body, don't extend so much and push off. Jump hooks, turnarounds, get good post position before you even get the ball. Stick to the basics. Play off the ball a little bit more. But it's hard when you don't have Chris Middleton. And uh, 6-11 sur- from the line, too. So I'm- not getting up on the line. I'd be surprised too. I'm surprised that they don't play uh, Javon Carter a little bit more too. Man, the dude has a jumper. I remember him at West Virginia. He was good. Uh, he looked he looked old as hell when he was in college. So I'm surprised they don't play him. But yeah, I, I, shit. Honestly, too, you give Lopez the ball more or, or uh, Drew if he puts up some more points because he had 16, but he probably got most of them from the, he get most of them from the line. Who it was? Uh, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Uh, he was yeah five for twenty two. So we could damn. It was, yeah, like you said, it was it was horrible. He got most of his points from the line. But if 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 one other person for the Bucks gives gives him twenty or twenty five points, it probably goes to overtime and or they win. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's crazy. If well, yeah, if it's not gonna cut it tonight with the C's. Eight yeah. man rotation played for them. Daniel Tice played eleven minutes. Had a donut over five. Only eleven minutes played. What's John Corey talking about? How are you gonna talk shit to me? We won. Like talk your talk your shit. What? Wait, wait. We we'll, we'll, I'll go to the comments after. I'll go to the comments <laughs> after. Um, let's and then Derek. I'm sorry, not Derek White. Peyton Pritchard, 
Only played 13 minutes tonight. Shot two times. Over Peyton two. is not. Yeah. He's not had a great series so far shooting the ball. I don't know what Peyton's deal is. I think it's um, – I think he's not getting it in the spots that he normally gets it in. I think they definitely look for him. They, they, saw, they saw him on the scouting report, and they paid attention to Peyton because they are not letting Peyton get his, uh, get his shot off, and he is not getting comfortable in this series. Another person that's not getting comfortable in this series is, is Tice. I hate that. Like, I love Daniel Tice. I think Tice is dope. I think when uh, the Celtics fucked up, uh, letting him go because when they when they traded him away and he went to Chicago and Houston, it messed up his development. His shot is all the way off now. It is not as crisp. It is not as sharp. His offensive game is not as together as it was before he was traded from us a couple years ago. And it clearly shows like he I mean, shots that he would like he would bang out every game. He can't hit those at all for us. I mean, it's over five for field goals. Like yeah. I, I just I, I miss the old types. As for, as for the starters, I already said Grant Williams, nine points, four boards, not one of his better games. Three three of nine shooting, one of five from deep. But the other four starters for the Celtics all had 18 points or more. Marcus, I'll start with Jalen Brown because, in my opinion, he was the fourth best player in the, for the Celtics tonight. He was. 18 points. He got better as the game went on. Still need are going to need a little bit more, in my opinion, for the rest of the series to win this. Five for 11 shooting, two for five from deep. I just thought that he he didn't give off vibes of acting like a star tonight. What do you think? Well, you would want more from who? We from Jaylen Marcus? Brown. Oh, more from JB? Oh, given. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about it. Like, uh, he played 32 minutes. Yeah, only 5 for 11. You know, again, he had timely shots at the end. You know, it's kind of like his his thing is almost like JT. Like uh, sometimes, sometimes he'll he'll uh, he'll have a great a great first half and then he'll cool off in the second half. Or sometimes he'll have a bad first half and he'll have a great second half. He struggled throughout the game, but the games the shots he took late in the game were crucial shots, and he made them and defensive plays that we needed as well. So I don't worry too much about JB. Um, you know, if he has an off night, he has an off night. If JT has an off night, they have an off night. If the Jays have an off night, I'm not tripping about it because I know the next game will be all right. So, yeah. Marcus Smart, 18 points, eight assists. He oh, was fantastic. Man. And guarded Giannis yeah. a lot tonight. That was an adjustment. Instead it of was. Al Horford and Grant Williams, you saw a lot of Marcus Smart on Giannis tonight, and he caused a couple turnovers. He was fantastic. Took a huge charge in the fourth. Eight Dude. for 13 shooting and two for three from deep. Huge. If we were playing at the Y or we were playing somewhere with like real refs, Smart and G Will would have had so many charges on Giannis, he wouldn't have been able to finish the game. Like it, it was just ridiculous, especially G, especially uh, Smart. Like it's it's fucking crazy. Like uh, Depoy, I mean, that, I, I saw him. You saw him do it when when uh, Jamie Harden was with Houston in that one game when they were in Boston a couple years ago, and I mean, he drew how many fouls? Uh, charges from that dude within like I don't know like uh, two minutes. Yeah, that, that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that was sick. And smart knows how to do it. Man, it gets under your skin. Man. Jason Tatum, thirty points, thirteen rebounds, five assists. Absolutely fantastic as the game went on. Huge in the fourth. He was eleven for twenty four from the field, three for ten from deep. It's not not great. A lot of threes for me, but mm -hmm. still was more aggressive as the game went on in the fourth. Especially made some tough shots. That one circus shot you talked about. Oh my goodness. It was so And great. then the player of the game for me, Al Horford, just led yes. by example in his okay. in his own way, made huge shots in the fourth, played great defense, rebounded, mm -hmm. 30 points, eight rebounds, three assists, made mid-range shots, three-point shots at the basket, mm -hmm. 11 for 14 shooting, and five for seven from deep. It was an absolute 
absolutely incredible performance by him. Celtics shot 50% from the field for the game and 38% from deep and 90 from the line. So finally mm. a good shooting game. The yeah. seas went. Give and me we, your final. Give me your last thoughts before we move on to the Warriors. Big and win. we and we still didn't get uh, as many free throws. They still had seven more free throws than we did. Of course they fucking did. But uh, yeah, I just before uh, before I say my last thing about Al, one one person I want to bring up. I want to bring up Derek White. He only yeah, gave us. Yeah, he only gave us 11 points, but those 11 points were crucial because he has not been able to give us points uh, too often in this series. So I'm so happy for him being able to do his thing. So shout out, major shout out to Derek White. And one thing Derek White does, even in games where he wasn't giving us points, he's doing stuff that, you know, that 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 not on a stat sheet type stuff, like diving for a ball, setting a screen, uh, knocking a ball loose. You know, so somebody, someone else can get the uh, can get the uh, the, the steal. Uh, you know, a tipping a ball towards somebody. You know, all types of shit like that. Like, dude, dude is amazing. Um, uh, I just want him to have uh, more games like this and just give us a little more points. I like his defense. Uh, could be a little bit better, but I, I got to give him props. And uh, last thing I'll say about Al when Al had that dunk on Giannis. When he had that dunk and his arm came down and he got Giannis in the face and his hype, you never see, you never see uh, 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 Al Horford that hype. That's like when you see the goat uh, hype, uh, hype on the sidelines, uh, 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 Mister Brady for uh, uh, for, for uh, New England when he was up there or when he's with Tampa Bay. When you see the goat hype on the sidelines, you know some serious shit is about to go down. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it was with uh, with Al. When Al dunked on him like. Man, that shit, it was ridiculous, man. I jumped out of my seat, man, out of my basement. This shit was amazing, man. It, it, it turned – that 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 was a huge momentum shift in the game. Huge. So I'm going to let you address some comments before we move on to the Warriors. Grizzlies without John Morant. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ja'Cory Marshall says, oh, my God, I want to talk shit to this Celtics fan. He is a Laker fan. So I'm going to let you have it while I uh, get some water. Oh my goodness, you're a you're a faker fan. Well, I feel sorry for you, Jacory. Um, I hate that you have that lot in life, you know, uh, that you have to be stuck with that, you know, shitty organization. Um, does Jeannie know what she's doing? You know, that's a, that's a you know, the greatest thing about you is a movie that uh a series that is about something that happened 40 years ago for you. It's nothing, you know, recent. Uh, no one cares about your bubble championship. Uh, you guys are kind of like, you know, the Kings are on a better trajectory than you are fakers. You know, you have big name players, but they're all 85 years old, you know? So I kind of, I feel for you, my dude. You may may want to get more water on me because that glass looks super small. But yeah, I feel sorry for Ja'Cory. <laughs> it's super small. Um, Phoenix plays. He says, I'll say this. Milwaukee is very due for good shooting variants. The quality of shots they're getting are too good to be missing this frequently. Cameron mm. slices bucks in six. My prediction was Celtics in six, and I'm still sticking with it. Smart. Even though it's probably going to be seven, a seven game series to me. Yeah. We, still season. we haven't gotten a Celtic. We haven't gotten a uh, seven game series yet. We haven't, but, but I think, um, uh, he may be right about that shooting, but if we had another home game in Milwaukee, then that shooting would come back together. They they probably would look great. I don't see them shooting that well in Boston, Massachusetts. I just don't see it in that in that uh, ruckus uh, TD Bank Arena, P, uh, TD Bank Garden. It's gonna be. Um, I mean, the atmosphere is gonna be ridiculous, man. You, shit, it's gonna be thick as a, like the tension is gonna be thick as a knife in that motherfucker. I mean, thick as smoke in that bitch. 
Like, it's going to be ridiculous. Let's move on to the Warriors. And Hold on. Last title was in 08 Celtics. Yeah. So, what that mean? You're saying that the Lakers won 09 and 10. They technically still won more than the Celtics. Have. The, uh, well, you put it in a tweet earlier. The only one that the only reason y'all got that 2010 one. Oh, my uh, Well, no, no. I'm sorry. Was In 09 was because KG got hurt. So, you said it for me earlier. That's the Staying truth. healthy is part of the deal, man. For real. That's the only reason they got that. But about, they can use the Bynum excuse the, the whole time as well. Bynum yeah, they can. Trevor Ariza. I don't think, get to assimilate with the team after the trade. I don't think Bynum uh, had Acumen. five good years. I don't think he did. Okay, so 07 08, though, they, that was a big miss. Bynum. Mm-hmm. He, got, he was playing pretty well before the Gasol trade. He's size, man. You guys were, is it good? You don't think Bynum helps against Kendrick Perkins? Okay, I don't want to get too off topic. We can maybe duke that out at the end. We can go all day. But let's yeah, talk about sure. the Warriors and the Grizz. Sure the fuck it, was a, it was no Ja Morant, and everybody's throwing out that stat that the Grizzlies are 20 and 5 without Ja. Yeah. And now I can kind of see why. Two reasons. One, ball movement, the natural, your star that's ball dominant isn't playing, so everybody touches the ball. And yeah. as I always say, I think pros, when you give each other a chance and move the ball and take good shots, you have a chance to win any game. And also their defense is better, in my opinion, because Jaws the weak link in the defense. And, yeah, what, what do you think? I think you're 100 percent correct. He's, his uh, his defense is uh, is super suspect. Um, you know when when he so you're basically saying Ja they, they don't play as good with him. Is that no, what you're saying? I'm not saying that at all. I just what think you, that there are certain advantages, certain things that that can be better without him. Mm-hmm. I think the defense is one of them. But I also yeah. think the Warriors came out with complacency and were, like, not taking them seriously, and they were t- very loosey-goosey with the ball. Mm. A lot of turnovers for Draymond, Steph, and Jordan yeah. Poole. Wayward passes. You know, pass should have been on the inside hand was to pass the outside hand, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. Making guys stretch or dive to the left and right. Steph, and Steph can throw some wayward passes sometimes, you know. He he really can, but and and, and you're right. And so you're Draymond, born. too, because Draymond's a, he didn't even look at the basket tonight half the time. Yeah. <laughs> Not half, more than half. So sometimes Draymond can play sloppy, and they probably do did play it down to their opponent. I mean, they, they're turning the ball over, but they don't expect Memphis to come down and hit shots, and that's what Memphis was doing. Memphis was coming down and draining the shots. Absolutely. And you know Tyus what? Jones, big part of that. Exactly. And I, I mean, that one uh that one little runner think he had in the fourth yeah, the quarter first, was, oh he had one in the first quarter too it was beautiful it, yeah that shit is that, that shit was crazy i thought for sure somebody was going to block that shit but i just got to say this man i'll go out on the limb and say it i don't think they play as well when when jaws in the lineup i don't think they really? play as well you, at all do so you really think that if they didn't have john Moran on their team they would have gotten the second seed e, no, uh would they would they not have got well, you know what here's the thing in the regular season anything can happen anything can happen in the regular season and look how much he missed in the regular season, and they still did well. The only reason is I say that is because of this. When Ja has the ball, what does it turn into? Let's all look at Ja. Let's just watch him. It, all, it almost turns into the fucking 01 uh, 76ers when it's just Iverson. You know what I mean? It's just Ivo by himself. You, you're not going to win if just Ivo's doing every fucking thing and Eric Snow is just watching him and Dikembe is just watching him. No, y'all got to be involved in the offense. You all have to be a part of it. When when Jaws not in there, they play better together as a team. Like they just they just do. They I mean they, they sync up better. They uh, people are uh, more uh, more uh, asked to take shots. Like Kyle Kyle Anderson isn't getting all those damn shots he got tonight of Jaws playing. We know that. 
I'm saying then that sometimes, you know, that's the challenge of a leader. You got to find the right balance. If you've got guys that you're preventing from getting off, you're supposed to try to make everyone better. That doesn't mean just get everybody open shots. If they can create their own shots and that makes them better, then you got to try to find a balance. And that comes from also being able to play off the ball well, which I don't think Jaws found really yet. But yeah. so I thought the Warriors – as I said, Lucy Goosey in the first quarter. Something we need to acknowledge is Stephen Adams started tonight, and that yeah. and I thought he was actually really effective. He was. It should have kept his ass in there because I Golden. 13. Yeah, talk about it. You would think that Golden State, after all these years, all these championships, you know, them winning, them being contenders, uh, you know, being the best team in the league for so long, they would know that you have to be, you know, you have to have a good player or a decent player at all, all five positions. And I guess maybe Looney is just decent. That's why they just have a decent center. But I don't know, Looney man. Didn't I, even start tonight. They still started with Kaminga, but he only played five minutes. I know, but uh, but what I'm saying is, is they it's, well, they started okay. They started Kaminga uh, out at the five, right? Yeah, basically. Well, uh, yeah, yeah they Draymond at the five, really, and they switch everything. Exactly. Actually, you know, they weren't they weren't switching everything on on Adams though. They were switching Wiggins onto him, but. They were not okay. switching um every everything on Adams. They were a little bit more showing and recovering. Right. Type of deal from both teams actually Grizzlies especially because yeah. they, they have Adams out there and so he he was coming up and you know the, I think the Grizzlies rotations are pretty good and caught and sometimes Stephen Adams was coming up and actually doing a decent job moving his feet in my opinion right. Curry and Poole would try to right. turn the corner and Adams would trail them and they did a good job of collapsing last second and Jaron yeah. Jackson Jr. had like what five blocks tonight. Yeah, and they man. were creating turnovers. You know, they got him deep and got him to a lot of jump passes. I'm, I'm so glad you said block. it. I'm so glad you said it too, man, because J.J., man, to me, his game a lot of times lo looks like sloppy and, and sloppy and unsure of himself out there. And and sometimes he just like he flails around. It looks like a baby deer out, the, out, 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 out on the court. But tonight, man, the man played excellent. You know what I'm saying? I think that's someone else. And you look at and you. You know this is uh, this is the case during the regular season with Ja wasn't out. Who one hundred percent took over? Whose team was it? It was Ja. It was JJ's team. Whose team was it before Ja got drafted there? It was JJ's team. You know, I mean, <laughs> JJ is the best. I don't know. He's not the best player they have, but when he's clicking and he because. He gets other people involved on defense with his defense and with his offense. So I don't know. I, I think um, I don't think he can play that well uh, with job. Ja, but I was really proud of him tonight because I thought he played excellent. He, I think it was when you see him. You know, obviously when you, he comes off those pick and pops, I think tonight he wasn't hitting his threes. Right. But he he's able to take guys off the dribble and kind of just kind of charge into guys. You said flailing that kind of motion that he does when he oh, rips, rips through and goes into the paint. Yeah. But when he was rolling, I thought he was doing a good job of actually getting some solid post position on certain switches. He was able to show some of the show glimpses of what I talk about that I saw in his rookie year. Mm -hmm. A nice left-handed jump hook or running hook. Even he had a right-handed one off the glass. Mm. He was, that's his yeah that's his problem like he should do exactly that what you just said rolling hooks off the glass working down on the paint getting down on the block like you don't need to shoot threes you cannot shoot threes you you or job like neither one of y'all have a three-point shot get a mid-range first i don't understand why are we saying this again like why why can't these cats get a mid-range first before they jump when they, before they jump say what it's not emphasized anymore. You Man, I get it right. Like the, you you want everybody wants to jump to be his fucking Steph and don't want to be CP3. Like CP3 is killing the game with mid-range just because nobody's doing it. Like, and they don't even know how to guard it for real.
Well, I think I, a lot of actually, I think a lot of the good players do it. You know, the Brandon Ingram's, the true, Kawhi true. Leonard's, you know, the good ones. But yeah, let's, let's JT. But yeah. it's, JT neglects it sometimes too, though. In my opinion, he does. I bet you money when they get back to Boston or when they go up in this series, he's gonna use it. He's gonna use it a hell of a lot more. JB as well. That's a, that's a little preview for uh fucking what was it uh Wednesday when they play? Yeah, they're winning that shit. But anyway, um, so I just think I, I just think um if if Memphis would work on shooting. And then they should have stuck with Adams, man. They really, they really should have stuck with him. Gave you what 15, 15 boards. They only give you ten points. You could give them some more shit down low. Shit. Now that's somebody that you need to kick. You need to do alley oops for and all that shit. But here's another thing. He's got really, like a little. Call hook. him. I don't think he's really a lob threat though, Stephen Adams. He can't really get. He doesn't really get off the ground like that. Well, he was getting off. I saw him earlier get a. Uh, like, you know, he did have a nice dunk though. He yeah. Nice Keep talking. I gotta take a break. Go. Okay. No problem. So the Grizzlies led 24 to 20 after one. I thought Clay Thompson was pressing a little bit as well. All game, really. The man sometimes just doesn't see he hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like. And sometimes it's like he does just needs to do without these contested threes. Not clear-cut looks. He hasn't gone going yet. He takes he's taking a bunch of contested threes, one dribble, you know, guys flying, not even flying by, really. And even mid-ranges just weren't going for him. And the Warriors turned the ball over six times in the first quarter. As I said, Grizzlies were up four after one. As the game went on, you saw the Grizzlies or the Warriors go to their bench, and Jordan Poole wasn't even able to hit three. He's got a lot of open looks, but the Grizz did also a good job of running him off the line. He wasn't wor- he wasn't getting easy threes. He only shot three of them, and he wasn't really going any mid range. And the floaters, you know, were not really there or not really falling. They were forcing him into turnovers. He turned the ball over four times, and both teams were just bricking from three in the first half like just it was a brick fest and they started out both teams started out two for 30 combined from three the Warriors missed their first 15 threes before Otto Porter broke the deadlock and I know what you're wondering where Steph Curry well I thought he was not aggressive at all to start the game at all barely shot didn't really attack and 18 to 17 was the score in favor of the Golden State Warriors. That made it a 41 to 38 game at half. Solid defense from both sides, but kind of poor offense. Draymond not really looking at the basket. Grizzlies defense very solid. Tyus Jones at 10 points at the half. What were your thoughts on the first half overall for Memphis? I mean, they great half for Kyle Anderson as well. To me, uh, they look great. They look like they were in control of this game. They look like um, uh, they knew what they were doing. They Their offense looked fluid. Uh, their defense looked okay. It looked like um, – they were taking no. Their defense looked pretty good. They were taking Golden State out of there, out of Golden State's game plan. Uh, Pool was uh, was was missing shots that he would normally make and making uh, uh, missing layups. Uh, Draymond was playing sloppy. Uh, Steph wasn't as aggressive. Clay was doing what he, what Clay's been doing, miss, uh, uh, kind of uh, too hard on on a couple of his shots, uh, going hard off um, off the uh, back of the iron and shit. So I mean. They look pretty good. I'm, I'm looking at this team stat right now. This is crazy. Nine for 35 uh, of Memphis, nine for 37, Golden State. Shit, and that's for oh, three points. They like shit from three. They missed their – I was yeah. just saying, they were two for, good two for 30 to start the game combined. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it, it, may, it may be 
they said this on on uh, uh, NBA on TNT. They said this on inside the NBA. Maybe that they were just they just were uh, waiting to cut the switch on. I don't know. Uh, that could be true, but to me, they look like they weren't in it in any way, shape, or form um, in the first half. And it looked like it almost looked like uh, the way what is it? Uh, Phoenix and Dallas looks right now where Dallas was an underdog. Now they look like they're on even, even playing ground with Phoenix and how Philly was, uh, was, was a total underdog when their MVP was out. Now shit, not their MVP, the MVP of the league who should have been the MVP of the league. We'll get into that in a little bit, hopefully, because I think that was fucked up. Oh yeah. We got to talk about MVP and coach of the year at the end. Oh my God. Joel got fucking play aid. He got played, but those seasons have flipped. Those series has have flipped in in the um, you know they're both on uh, on a level playing field. It looked like to me Memphis was gonna was gonna do that in this game. They looked like they were capable of it, but you know uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it in the second half. They kind of choked it away. Yeah, third quarter. It was Jaron Jackson Jr. playing a little bit of bully ball. As I said, he was going yep. to the favorable switches, rolling to the basket well. Uh, so when they were trying to put Stephen pick and roll, he was just showing and recovering, not really switching on a different kind of guys, but was bricking everything. Steph Curry in the third quarter, Clay was bricking everything. They kept turning the ball over, careless with the ball for a second. It looked like it just wasn't going to be their night. But I thought Looney had a solid quarter. He was getting some. He had some nice rim protection, good defense around the rim, and had some offensive rebounds. And I thought someone else that did a good job getting offensive rebounds was Andrew Wiggins all night, making hustle plays. Yeah. And yep. able to shoot efficiently as well again. And then Steven Adams, as I said, continuing to play defense, getting out and hedging well on screens. Doing a good job. Any thoughts on the third quarter in which the Grizzlies won 28 to 24? I'll be honest with you, not many. Um, yeah, it was pretty even. It was still pretty even. Yeah, it was pretty even. It wasn't much to me. To me, it was just – it just, to me, Memphis still looked in control. They looked like they were in control, and they looked like they were not going to blow it. They let Golden State get, co- get close uh, in the third, but it just looked like, to me, they were in control. I, I'm still shocked that they blew it. 69-62 going into the fourth quarter, and then you saw the Steph Curry takeover after a couple Otto Porter threes. Mm-hmm. Big threes by Otto Porter – who played 26 minutes tonight, had 12 points on four for seven shooting, and all those four shots were threes, four for six from the three-point line. He was great, made some big shots. And Kevon Looney, as I said, 15 minutes played, three for five from the field, eight points and nine rebounds. So nine rebounds in 15 minutes. But Steph Curry – and by the way, we saw Jordan. I'm sorry, Damian Lee play today. So nine man rotation for Golden State. Mm. He played 13 minutes, was one for six. Good energy, but just missed shots. Mm-hmm. However, it was the Steph Curry show in the fourth quarter. Talk to me about it. I mean, he went clean the hell off. I mean, that's what he does. Uh, they set screens to get him open. It's the same Golden State defense. It's the reason why they have two championships. Uh, I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, Draymond gave him nothing on offense with two fucking points. But he had 11 boards and five assists, you know what I'm saying, and five personal fouls. That's a good night for Dre. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I mean, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a great night. I mean, he had a crucial block at the end where he blocked Jaron Jackson Jr. But Steph yeah. Curry, though, you know, yeah, as you said, coming off screens, finally was getting the three to fall, moving without the ball so well. There was just one give and go where he cut so nicely. Passed right. the playing him tight. He right. went back door. So intelligent with his movement without the ball. Which you um, have to- I thought, Yeah. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Sometimes, right. sometimes I think he presses a little bit too much for certain threes. Mm-hmm. But I still thought he was – and he was missing just shots he had made his whole his whole life. He was 4 for 14 from 3 tonight, so that's what I mean by pressing a little bit. Yeah. But at least it started falling in the fourth. He was driving, dribble penetration, causing problems. He was fantastic. Right. It was one of those situations where I feel like the Grizzlies were the better team tonight, but they just had the best player in the in the game, and he yeah. took over the game. Yeah, the uh, the one thing I, I love about uh, Steph, like, you know, he he can – sometimes he can he can force it too much – and, and 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 shoot his shoot his team out the game, but I mean he's so fucking good he can still shoot his his team <laughs> back in the game. I mean that that's how that's how cold blood he is. One thing that was crazy too, Kaminga though zero like a big goose egg across the board for everything. You know, that five was, minutes only played five minutes. Yeah, what well, like what was the deal with that? I just think I guess they just don't you know they don't trust his youth. They want to go with the more experienced players, and I think. Yeah. I think you saw the Grizzlies inexperience in, at right. the end. They got rattled. The crowd got into it. Didn't really know yeah. what to do. It was hard to guard them. I mean, I was looking at the game more from a Warriors perspective, but yeah. it's tough when you don't have your best player. That's the one thing I will say about the Grizzlies. Like, it's all fun and games, but they don't have a closer. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Without Jaw. Jaw is their star. That's where they right. really lack missed him tonight in the fourth quarter. Again, I think. For them 39-29. JJ could be their star or shit. Bane. You know what I'm saying? Get get Bain your get your get your damn back. shooters open. He, get he your shooters nice open. Shot, but Bain only shot eight times tonight. Uh, made three of them. Only eight points. He's clearly not been 100. percent He's just not able to to do as much. He's well, to me, Bain, ain't, Bain is nothing but like a uh, he's a PJ Tucker. He's just a uh, you know a corner. A I corner. wouldn't say he's much more talented offensively than PJ Tucker is, and not as good defensively. Yeah, but I mean, he's a spot up shooter. He he has to be. He's like Jay Crowder. He's like PJ. He has to be in one one spot, you know, to take that jumper. That's you know, that's, I mean, he. Well, I wouldn't say one spot, but you're saying yeah. he can, he can. I mean, if, if he has the ball and you go underneath the screen on him, he'll he can hit it. Yeah, but but he's he's clearly not 100. percent At the end, right. Jaron Jackson took an ill-advised three, and Draymond blocked it, and that was it. The Warriors won 101 98. Yeah, three one lead. They really stole this game. Yeah. Jordan Poole didn't have a great night. He made some plays late, though, I will say. But 14 points, six boards, five assists, four turnovers, four for 12 shooting, 0 for right. 3 from deep. Didn't have a great night. Clay Thompson, 6 for 20, 0 for 7 from deep. He had a great game, great game in game three, but he has really struggled overall in this series. 14 points and seven boards for him, three turnovers. And then Clay's Draymond ice cold. Played, two points, 11 boards, five assists, one for two shooting two turnovers, and then Andrew Wiggins, 17 points and 10 rebounds, five of those offensive rebounds. He didn't have a great night from three, one for five, but was seven for 13 overall. His slashing, his cutting, finishing around the basket. He just plays his role, had not another good game. And then Steph Curry leading the way, 32 points, five rebounds, eight assists, most in the fourth quarter, 10 for 25 shooting, four for 14 from deep, eight for nine from the line. Eight assists go along with it. Thoughts? I think uh, uh, Wiggs uh, played his ass off. Um, you got to give him major props. Clay is still uh, ice cold, man. He's still. Yeah, uh, they're gonna need him to get going. Yeah, he needs to hurt. one more. I think games. I said Warriors in six. I think that's what's still gonna be. Yeah, it's probably it probably definitely is. Uh, that's what I had it in. It could be uh, five though. Jaw doesn't come back. Yeah, for real. But um, Clay is just his shot. When you see it, it's just clang. It just it's it's too hard. He just he just shoots him entirely too hard still. But um, and that again, that that makes you just give more props to Steph because Steph with double teams, triple teams, 
knowing that here he's the he's their only option that you have to really worry about every time down the floor. He's still doing it. You know, he's still doing it and they still can't stop it like that. That's the thing that's amazing to me about uh, about Steph and what he has going right now. Like he has people draped all over him, but yet he still manages to get 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 free and to pull his jumpers. So, I mean, the man's still unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say he's not the uh, the best shooter in the game. And I mean, Memphis. They don't have that. They don't have that switch that Golden State has, man. And and to be honest with you, if Golden State can stay healthy, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Phoenix has uh, too much firepower for him. Hey, but Phoenix ain't out the woods yet. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix is winning that series still, though. Phoenix I is still winning think that so, series. but you never know. Let's go yeah. to the Grizzlies stat lines, though, real quick. Mm. They only shot 42% from the field. As you said, 9 for 35 from deep, so not a great night there. And 9 for 15 from the line. I also want to say in the third quarter, the refs just swallowed the whistle completely. Didn't call anything. Mm. Zaire yeah. Williams, I thought he actually had a decent performance tonight. Seven points off the bench. Three for six from the field. One for four from deep in 18 minutes. Kyle Anderson, we didn't see much Brandon Clark tonight. Only 12 minutes for him, four points, four boards. Kyle Anderson, though, 23 minutes. That was the most of any Grizzly bench player. 17 points and eight rebounds, by far his best game of the playoffs. Seven uh, seven for eight from the field, or at least his best game of the series by far. Bain, three for eight, as I said, only eight points, just not looking himself. One of them was a ridiculous buzzer beater to end the third quarter. Yeah, that was stupid. And Dylan Brooks, by the way, I want to talk about him too. Mm -hmm. Got food relentlessly tonight, as he deserved to be. Did not just clank, clank after clank. He shot the most times from for any as actually no. After Jaron Jackson Jr., he shot the most times of of anybody else on the Grizzlies. Nineteen shots, five made, twelve points, five rebounds, eight assists. Just doesn't know when to quit. Four yeah. turnovers. Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't shoot well, but he was good. Trust me, just the threes. He was zero for seven from deep. Should he right. be shooting seven threes when he's missed his first five? Probably not. Probably not. 21 points, 7 for 21 shooting. Not great. Steven Adams, 10 points, 15 rebounds, 5 of 9 shooting. Didn't shoot mm. a free throw. Uh, only the Jaron Jackson Jr. was the only Grizzly starter to get at the free throw line. Mm. Part of that's because they didn't call shit, as I said, but still. Can't, <laughs> that. And then Tyus Jones, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists on mm. 8 for 18 shooting and 3 for 7 from deep. Any last thoughts? Yeah. Um, what is it? Dylan Brooks was shook. <laughs> like Brooks was in his head, dude. Like, you think so? I mean, he has inefficient shooting nights and it's on a normal day. He does, but like he just kind of looked like he looked like, okay, I don't want to be too physical. I don't want to, I don't want to get thrown out. I don't want to get, you know, another fine. Yeah, I don't want wasn't as physical as usual. Yeah, he looked like he totally wasn't he, he wasn't all the way in it. And I could I could see the fans like constantly uh booing the shit out of him. I think that affected affected his game. So uh that's one thing I took took from that because uh, to me, he's on. He shoots as well as Bain does. If you get you get Brooks open, especially on the corner or uh, you know driving kick, that dude can shoot. So yeah, he 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 was totally out of it tonight. He I don't think I he can shoot as well as Bain does. He's too inconsistent. You said well, he's too inconsistent. He's yeah, he's Bain. Bain has been shooting lights out this year, man. Yeah, and you're right about that. But also too, um, you know, Brooks he, Brooks can shoot. You know, he's just got. He can. He's just. I feel like he's more streaky. You know, Bane's more yeah. knockdown. 
Yeah, he is. He's super streaky. But now, I I mean, how do you see it? Grizzlies Warriors finishing it out. I mean, it just sucks that John Morant got hurt. It was a really entertaining game. I don't think it was a very well-played game. But games one, two, and four, all very exciting. Well, I love the fact that Memphis made it a game. So uh, that's what I I loved about it. I thought it was a great game. I thought it was good. I was actually, um, you know, loading up my show. Uh, if you guys ever get a second high off the glass on YouTube. Or hey, promote you your stuff now since I've basically got nothing else except for join us tomorrow. Join me tomorrow for game fives, a pair of them. There you and go. Actually, no, actually, tomorrow I won't be able to be there. I'm actually going to my first ever LAFC game. So I'll bring you guys a vlog for that. My first oh, ever go to football so. club game. Yes, sir. Go. Never been. So we'll see. Nice. We'll check out that. So no live tomorrow, guys, sadly. So I guess I'll yeah. talk about the game fives together after the Celtics Bucks game five. So yeah. I'll talk about all four games. It's gonna be a crowded live on Wednesday, is what we're looking at. No doubt. But yeah, what I was saying was is um plug yourself. Uh, yeah, I was uh, uh my show High Off the Glass, uh, hosted by Oh the Great. It's dope. Um actually just did a, a live event uh for the NBA playoffs on Saturday. Uh, what is it? We um, uh, at this bar here in St. Louis called Hot Java Bar um, brought an idea to the owner, wanted to make it like a Celtic fan thing. And, you know, we have a huge connection here with with Tatum. There's a lot of Celtic fans here before Tatum and, and definitely more because of Tatum. So uh, we're trying to get the fans to come out, play off NBA, NBA fans, Celtic fans. And we had a decent turnout. Um, you know, we barely put the word out for it, uh, put out late, but, you know, it was pretty good. I think uh, next time will be even better. If you guys are ever close to the St. Louis area, follow me. Oh, the great O-T-H-A great on uh, what is that? Uh, face bitch, Twitter, uh, high off the glass on uh, on IG, on Twitter. Uh, what is it? And YouTube, and you can check out the show, whatever you want. And like I was saying, what my my thoughts for the for the way the series is going to end? I don't think if Ja was there, same freaking thing. Um, go to uh, uh, Warriors and six. That's basically yeah. it. And I think I said that from the outstart. I might have said Warriors and five, but it's definitely I take Dubs and six. That's it. I'm thinking. Milwaukee, Dallas, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Dallas. Stop. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, stop he's it. saying that he's referring to if anybody listening on the audio, he's Please. referring to a finals prediction that we were asked. I'm just, I mean, I'm not going to the finals yet, but if I had to choose right now, I'm just going to go with since I think the Celtics win in the series, I'd say the Celtics on the East, and then I'll say with the Warriors for now, but don't take me too seriously with that. Dude, that's that's an easy pick to me. How how do you see how do you see Miami or Philly, so, uh, teams that aren't as physical if, as either one of this uh, as Boston or Milwaukee? How do you see or have fire firepower? How are they supposed to put up with us? There's no way. There's well, no way. Get, I mean, we can go on all day with that, but I also want to briefly, really? briefly, uh, uh, let's briefly talk about the MVP. Or do you think we're gone on a little long? Uh, we did, but we can we can say it real quick. I think. Um, I, mean, I, I think, think I think Jokic deserved it, but I also I, I think I wanted Embiid to win it more. I thought that he just hadn't won, and I know everybody goes to the advanced stats for Jokic. That's like his main his main argument over Embiid. Because I think the the stats by themselves just look fantastic to both. Mm-hmm. I think Embiid's a better defender. That's really what stood out to me during these playoffs. And I know I figure he's been playing better defense in the regular season. I just thought Embiid's season was unbelievable. Jokic is what was as well. But my issue with the Jokic one was. You know, I haven't had any problems with an MVP or like I wouldn't say I have a problem with it, mm-hmm. but I kind of do because I've gotten every every MVP that I've chosen has gone has been right since 06. This is the first one since 06, my first year watching basketball that hasn't been right. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason why I was pissed was because Kobe in 2006 had his Lakers as the sixth best record in the West after missing the playoffs. Right. He averaged 35 points, which was the most since Jordan in 87, mm-hmm. right. 81 points in a game, 62 and three quarters with a roster very similar to Jokic's, if not worse. And they right. told me for 15 years that they didn't win because Kobe's team wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Now, only one person has won MVP as a six seed, Russell Westbrook. And they told me it was a unique circumstance where he averaged a triple-double. Now you threw that out the window. That's the only reason why I didn't think Jokic was going to win. Because mm-hmm. he was a sixth seed. I know he was only three games below Embiid in a different conference. But isn't the East better this year? By a little yes. bit. Yes. So I have a problem with the fact that they shifted the goalpost. Steve Nash won because he was a top three seed. I get it that Amari wasn't playing, but Sean Marion was still on his team. A great player. He still had a team full of snipers, a team that won 60 games plus the year before. Mm-hmm. I just think it was disgrace. I just insane. Mm-hmm. I, oh, they got Kobe messed up, man. Because Jokic now, it, it, he carried the, a weak team to the playoffs. Kobe did the same thing. Uh, I just think I was really disappointed. Thoughts? But overall, congrats to Jokic. He joined a very elite class of players. Russell, Chamberlain, Bird. Moses Malone, Giannis, Jordan, that have won back Steph Curry, that have won back LeBron, that have won back-to-back MVPs. So Tim Duncan, good for him. Yeah. I, I think it's um I think it's bullshit. And wow, um, that's strong. I don't I don't uh congratulate Joker on this. I, wow. I I get kind of why they gave it to him, but if you look at uh regular season. Who who led the who led the league in points? Uh that would be Joker. How well he did. I'm sorry, that would be Embiid. I think uh, I think uh, who had more assists? Uh, that would be Joker by a landslide. Probably. That'd be Joker. Who had more boards? That would be Embiid. Okay, and the other person too. That we the other thing that we forget with uh, with Philly that Joker did not have to contend with. Joker is on. No, the... Jokic got more rebounds. Jokic got 14 rebounds a game and beat 12. Oh, you got him by two. Okay. Um, not that big a deal. The one thing that uh, Joker did not have to deal with is that he did not have to deal with the season-long drama of that bullshit with with uh, with a player who did not want to play for an organization because he couldn't play right in the damn playoffs. And it's a situation that you that has been building and building and bu- I agree with building that. yes and building for years with them because people all uh uh. uh Sports, sports, uh, sports media and sports fans were saying you should break those two up. Philly was too stupid to do it. They thought they could still do it. Obviously, it wouldn't work. This man had to deal with that the entire season and still found a way to win, and still found a way to get his team what to the. I think they were the sixth seed. They were the sixth or fifth no, seed. Four seed. They were the fourth seed. Like, come on, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Boston. Do you think, yeah, do you think, do you think the James Boston Harden? Do you think like, the James on. Harden trade hurt his MVP case? No, not at all. I mean, you went from having no one to Jamie yeah, you got you got Jamie Harden. Hey, I mean, James Harden, hey, it looked like James Harden on, in Game Four though. That's Game Four. It didn't look like that this season. <laughs> this season, he looked like Jamie. So I don't think just because he he got another weapon um, uh, took took away from him. I don't think that at all. I don't understand. I don't understand at all how Joker got this. I mean, Joker literally just got it last year. He has a more stable organization. I understand that his second and third best players are out, but he he's on a he's 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 with a more stable organization. He's he's been with that team for uh, almost the same time as uh, Embiid has been there. But what? That's the same coach he's had, I think, since day one. 
it's been nobody else. You know, I mean, maybe he might have had a, a joker. Maybe he had a different coach his first year. But how many different coaches has Embiid had? Or different teammates. You know what I'm saying? And this man still finds a way. And not I'm not even an Embiid fan. Say what? I don't think that many coaches. I mean, Glenn Rivers and Brett Brown and then maybe one more. Yeah. So, I mean, it's three three different coaches. It's three different systems. You know what I'm saying? I don't – I'm just saying. I just think that um, Embiid has had to overcome way more than Joker and, uh, like you said, has to deal with a much better – what is it, Eastern Conference where they're – Denver's division against what the the Fakers and the Clippers – Denver's not in our division. Denver's with Portland, um, OKC. OKC. Wow. Portland, OKC. Who else? Is Sacramento in that one? No, I believe Utah. Utah? Okay. So the only team they really got to contend. We have Sacramento. We have Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. The only team they really got to contend with in their their division is one team in Utah. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, in, in, uh, in in, in Philly's division, they got the champs, the new champs, which is going to be us, and and Brooklyn, and Toronto. So I, way, I don't want to, yeah, I disagree I with this take. Tyrese Maxey's miles better than anyone on Denver aside from Joker. I really disagree with that. I think Tyrese Maxey's great, but I think Monte Morris, I think he's a really solid player. I wouldn't say he's miles better than him. Aaron Gordon, I, I say what you want about his ugly-ass jump shot and his offense, but he played pretty decently in some of those games in the playoffs. Honestly, majority of them, if we're being real, I actually know yeah. probably two of them, at least two. And he plays defense. Will Barton can score. I don't think it's that insane miles better i think tobias harris is definitely better than any person on the nuggets though i will say that but you know i think tobias harris is better than anybody on the nuggets i think so he's an easy one 18 20 points a game tobias harris you think he's better than a two-time mvp no i'm I'm, besides him obviously you think he's better than jamal murray he's not on that he's not playing oh okay that's what the question is is everybody who's playing now you had harden uh I see what you're saying, Phoenix, with the Jokic Devils Advocate stuff, but like I'm just I think Embiid hasn't won. I think he was gonna win last year before he got hurt. I think he was even better this year. Mm, I just think that if you can go either way, if they hadn't won MVP either of them, it's fair. I just I'm I'm pissed because the Kobe thing. Like I just they've told me that for 15 years, man. I'm just not having it. Right. Anyway, right. Yeah, Gamer says Tyrese Maxey was not playing like at this level before the Harden trade. Decent point. Tobias Harris, same thing. He was so shitty before the Harden trade. And even after the Harden trade, he was playing bad in the regular season. Um, I, I still think he's a better player than some of those guys. Right. Phoenix says, so your reasoning is that Jokic playing with a consistent shit roster throughout the year is better than Embiid having to deal with drama, ending up with far more talent. I don't think he's far more t- – you're overrating the Sixers roster. That it's he not far more talent, though. And a harder division, harder better, conference. It's not that great. It's not that great. Not at all. But anyway, all right, guys, that's it for us tonight. Super Chats to turn on if you want to drop a dollar a dime. Make sure you guys comment on this video for the algorithms. Retweet or reach, you know, share it to your friends, whatever, if you think it was good. Let me know. Any, any criticism is appreciated, so make sure you comment. Thanks, and everybody have a good night. Yo, are we done?